Hi, mommies. Welcome to the episode. Um, I'm sitting here alone right now doing this front bumper because Tommy Mommy is sick today. He woke up feeling very gross and he can't talk. And you're going to hear him in this episode saying that he's in Vegas this week. But alas, mommies, he is not. He is sick and he is at home. And I'm going to be feeding him chamomile tea and petting his bear fur And we're going to watch some crummy movies today until my bear feels better. So uh, if you're expecting to see him in Vegas, apologies to the mommies. Um, But he'll hopefully be up and running for next week at Cobbs, and I'll be with him there. So that's why you're not hearing his voice. So... Oh, dear. (laughs) What happened? Should I keep going? Oh, I didn't realize we're going to keep this in. Well, here it goes. So this episode, we do our all things comedy uh, bumpers. Uh, 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 So if you guys are interested, Laughspin, that website Laughspin is promoting their annual Reader's Choice Comedy Awards. Uh, You can vote now and the voting ends on December 18th. Um, Laughspin.com, go there and vote for your favorite things that you've read, I guess, in comedy. Also, tomorrow night, uh, the naughty show Super Sexy Santa Show at the Comedy Store in Hollywood Uh, Sam Tripoli does that show, and if you're local, I highly recommend it. It's super fun. It's super nasty. There's always strippers and hoes and plenty of tattooed bitches dancing around, and you're going to love it. And also, guys, I know Christmas is around the corner, and uh, if you're going to go into Amazon.com to buy our gifts, go through our website. Go through your momshousepodcast.com, okay? And that's it. Enjoy this episode. It's with Tom Rhodes. He was passing through Los Angeles. He'd just come back from Asia. And we sat down with him, and we had so much wine, and he and his wife sat here, and uh, a lot of mayhem ensued. Enjoy it. All right. We're rolling. Try not to fart in this hour, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a nice way to get things started. Do you want to tell our lovely listeners where they can see you fart? Yes, Jeans. If you guys come out, I will fart for you uh, January 3rd through 6th. Of 2013 at the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California. And then the following week, January 10th through like 13th at the Kansas City Improv. I just oh, changed is that my a week. guest date? Is that a, a, <laughs> January 10th through uh, it's 13th? Around there. It's a guesstimate because right. I, I don't know. When. Somewhere in mid-January, <laughs> you'll be in Kansas City. Yeah, just drive out there and look for the signs that have my name on it and go in there. Awesome. Mm, how about you, Tommy? Uh, let's see. This, uh, if you're listening, I am in Las Vegas at the uh, L.A. Comedy Club. How does that make any sense? I don't fucking know, but that's what they named it. Yeah, why do they call it And um, I also don't know where it is. Is that a good plug? <laughs> just Google it. Wait, this, just this is how we've been in. doing our plugs, Tom. We're like, um, ah, just Google it. It's on my fucking website. It's going to be on my, it's on my site. Just go right. buy a fucking ticket. And then, <laughs> uh, let's see, December 21st through 23rd, Cobbs in San Francisco. Nice. Yes, nice. and you're coming, and you're going to yes. do guest spots. So yes. all of our listeners that have wanted to see us together, which we rarely get to do, yeah. you can see us together. And then the first week of January 2013, the Chicago Improv, which is not in Chicago, it's in Schaumburg. Schaumburg. Uh, they'll be there January 3rd through the 6th. Check that shit out. Well, they have delightful Asiago chicken. You've yeah. told me. And I'm I gonna, know that I mentioned that. I got to tell you something. I was doubting you. <laughs> it's really good. I'm going to try that chicken. I'm serious. I, uh, you've it'll, convinced me now. It'll blow your mind open. And um, our wonderful, delightful guest who smells delicious. Oh, my goodness. 
Tom Rhodes. Yay! Yay. Mommy Dome. I will be at the uh, Orlando Improv. Okay. December 20th through 23rd. And I will be at the San Francisco Punchline, January 2nd through the 5th. Somebody knows their dates. Yay! Somebody's on point. Well, it sounds like we're all playing quality rooms. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is called an A-Clubs podcast, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's the alternative name. Right. And are you ready to start the show? Fuck yeah. Let's fucking do this, man. What an opening, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was, that that was, was intense. That's for you. That was. That was that's really? Not, yeah, that's a unique. Every show <laughs> has its own. <laughs> really? Clip of, yeah, absolutely. And you thought, wow, noisy people yelling is, that will totally well, go off this guy. It, well, here's what happened. Yeah. Okay, so now I, Tom and I met um, in Amsterdam filming yeah, Showtime. Explain yourselves. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> I met Tom Rhodes in Amsterdam. We were doing the Showtime specials live from Amsterdam. And Burt Kreischer... Goes, oh, I'm not sure. And here's Tom Rhodes, the man in black. He's the Johnny Cash of stand up, right? And he's all black. And I was like, I don't know. This guy seems really intense. <laughs> but we ended up really getting along and having a lot of fun together. And now you're here. And I did your podcast a little while ago. Yeah, it was cool when we met, though. We hit it off instantly. And, yeah. um, Started talking about philosophy. Yeah. Yes. And had this deep conversation about philosophers. How many people oh, she can, can you talk on that level with? No, yeah. And and I had just, uh, we've, I've been on a philosophy kick with my wife. because your lovely wife she's, is here. She's, she's here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I, I, I thought Christina was amazing yeah. and as a yeah. person. Wow. And then yeah. she killed it on the stage, well, on the taping. Tom Rhodes killed it. Well, I know a lo- I've heard a lot about you, Mr. Rhodes. Oh. For a long time, and I gotta say, in person, first of all, what a striking man this Stunning. is. Stunning. I mean, oh. holy shit! And his wife too. I mean, yeah, she's well, that's to, obvious. To but I'm on. saying, I mean, yeah, no, his Gorgeous. she's out of control. But like, 
this guy right here, he looks like a like a spokesman for like I, I know like watches or some shit. You know, I know. Right? Don't you think like, he's like the Omega or whatever? Like those tag yeah. tag Howard. Tag, I don't even know how to tag fucking, Huey. I don't even know what that right? is. Yeah. And then he's got the voice. You got like a I know. great voice. Oh, thanks. Man. Well, that's mostly cigarettes. Well, that's uh, what, and that's what I try to tell people. You should keep smoking. It gives you a great little yeah. radio raspy voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I appreciate the, the the compliment on the looks. Uh, lately, in the last couple of years, a few people have told me I look like Burt Reynolds. And <laughs> that, that's you, man. That hurt me, that's hurt so me. Bad. Oh, but my God, you don't want to look like you that don't guy. Look, but he was, but he was Burt was aces back in the day. In the 70s. Yeah. By the 10-year period, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's what they mean. That's they're saying they mean. you look like... I don't know if they're talking about the smoking and the bandit period. I, I think don't think they, they're, they're They not might saying. be talking about evening shade period. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Rhodes, a Burt Reynolds in his prime. Uh, absolutely. There that's, you go. That's who you that's are. That's the name of this episode, Burt Reynolds in his prime. <laughs> but I always I get this, <laughs> that, that stinging, ice-cold uh, fear through my veins when people, someone goes, hey, you know who you look like? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you funny. know, and... That's not well. That's the thing is that they're. I think they're. They're obviously telling you that. I think it's obvious that they're making that association to a time period, like yeah, twenty five years ago is when you know that that's when they're saying it. And right now, I mean, he's had like nineteen facelifts, <laughs> right, and each one like has more staples in it than the last. Somebody like, told not, me this. I don't know if it's true or not, but when that that sitcom that he was on Evening Shade or whatever, mm-hmm. that he would insist on coming into the editing room. Uh, an, an L.A. editor told me this. Uh, he would come into the edit, and then there's like the knob with the laughter. Uh huh. Oh, and he would like make sure that his, his lines? that he would really push up the knob <laughs> and make sure he got huge laughs whenever. Oh, he spoke. that's fantastic! I, that. I think I know a couple comics that would do the same thing. <laughs> I think I did that on my comedy album. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Well, now okay, back to our original point here. Yes, the reason that we played that audio in the beginning. Oh is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yeah, I was reading your Wikipedia page, and it said that your family's from D.C. Yeah. and that you guys talk like black people and that you're kind of proud of that. Yeah, very and, much And that's so. why you guys talk like that. Yeah. We so, actually got a clip of yeah. your family. We um, did a lot of research. So that's your dad? That's my father. <laughs> wow. I wow, I can't believe you found that. Yeah, it took a lot. We had to call wow. managers and agents. But it's and, funny that you that that's yeah. the clip that you played. Now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that clip uh, a listener sent us today. And so it was just, we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, I've lived next door to the Rhodeses for years. <laughs> this is a little conversation I recorded with his father. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Well, the opening clip was from a train ride, obviously. I think you could tell that, right? Yeah. That there was a, it was on the train. Yes, and the guy muffled. Basically, what was the interaction that was happening was, I think two roommates were arguing on the train, and um, I don't know where the train was. I'm guessing Atlanta, and okay. uh, they were arguing, and one of them said, "Like, you know, he was like, are you calling me gay? You've jerked off with me many times before.'" Mm. And then the guy was like, "What?" And then the guy was like, "You know, I get a lot of pussy," and he was like, "You get pussy." I get pussy, and then he it just escalated, and that was the and, he, he and says, that's why people don't ride Marta. Enough. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but he was like, I eat pussy. I eat. he was it was a list, a list so of what he, he does. was like. I fuck right. bitches every night. I I can't even get hard because I fuck so much. Mm. I eat pussy. I eat, and there was like a whole list. Yeah. That is how you prove that you're straight. It is. It <laughs> over is and over. Yes. Either okay. if you have a lot of contempt for gays, that's a good way to prove <laughs> that you're straight. <laughs> and, if, and if you talk about how much, well, the gayest guy yeah. I ever met. 
met is not openly gay, but when I met him, like my friends were like, "This guy, wait till you fucking meet him." And when I met him, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, man!" Like the first thing he said to me was like, "Just ate like so much pussy last night." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Wow!" Yeah. And he goes, "I could eat that stuff all day." And I was like, "Yeah, wow." Do you have to do you tell people this all the time? Because like most of us don't think about telling people how we could eat it all day. Like it's just the straight it's in, guys don't. Sit yeah, you don't go like I fucking love eating it, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then another straight guy's like, oh yeah, because it's delicious, right? Like no, it's not a straight guy <laughs> conversation. It doesn't happen. You know, like it's just not no. in the vocabulary to no. be like. It is really good though. Another thing I like is being inside of pussies. <laughs> It feels good to have sex with them. Right, because women, I don't know, like we don't sit around just talking about how much we love dicks either. <laughs> well, sometimes. And the world would depends. be such a better place if you did, though. Yeah, <laughs> it would. It would. It depends. I'm Puerto yeah. Ricans. So, dick, I'll make you slap somebody in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it will. There you go. So, uh, okay, so Top Roads, you just had a new album drop. I did. So tell us about that. And a special. A special came out recently, too. Yeah, Light Sweet Crude. It's on Netflix now. Um, And then I I did a a CD. It's actually a double CD. Jesus. It's it's called Colossus of Me. And uh, it's the same price as a normal CD, but I had recorded... Uh, at the Ice House in mm. Pasadena, I and love I had that a, club. Ki- uh, a great, it's a great place. Club. And I had a solid—I don't know what it is—like fifty-seven minutes. And I thought this is my next CD. And yeah. then a few months later, I was in Sydney, Australia, at the Comedy Store, and it, it had a monster set there. It, w- it was um, somewhat different in that there was a lot of European people in the audience, and I got to tell a lot of. Uh, my story is about getting maced in Paris and different things that have happened to me Whoa. in Europe and in <clears throat> different places. Um, so I thought, uh, what the hell? Why not put out a double? That's I mean, it's awesome. only 50 cents more when you're right. making up the copies of it. So so is it only available hard copy? Or can you get no, this? it's on iTunes and oh, it is. Amazon and all that now, stuff. And it's the same price as a you know one-disc thing. Right. Being. Now you've been how how many albums in are you now? Or uh, this is my third one, third album. Yeah. And the special was that? How many specials is that? The one that came out? I've done two Comedy Central half hours, uh-huh. and this was my first hour special. Great. And you know we plugged it because you are also part of the All Things Comedy. Yeah, baby, um, the Super Friends. So we yeah, yeah the Super buddy. Friends Network, and uh, we plugged it a few weeks ago. When yes, it, and oh, um, yes. we got a number of people tweeting and emailing us saying thanks for. For saying that, like the plug, he's, they said, I went and checked it out on Netflix, big new fan. So people Sweet. responded very positively to Thanks, the, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Big we're part supporters. of the Super Friends Network <laughs> um, <laughs> at All Things Comedy. And also, if you don't know Tom Rhodes, he's like a mega star in Holland. You're like the David Letterman. I wouldn't Holland. say a mega star because now it's been a few years since the show is finished. Can we? But, can you but give? That's I know you've crazy. You've expl- You've probably said yeah. this on a bunch of shows, but the way that I first, I mean, you know, you hear people's names in comedy when you're, you're doing it a little while, and the first time I heard your name, and it was like, uh, yeah, you know, he's from Florida. He's you know done everything, but and then the tag was, but the dude is fucking crazy <laughs> famous. In Holland, and and then they were like, he hosts this late night, sh-. and like I was fascinated by that, like just that thing, you know, like when you you just a culture takes to you and you respond to it, and like you become so well known. How did you 
even get going there? Uh, I had moved to, I was playing in London a lot, and that led to gigs all over Europe. And then I fell in love with a, a Dutch girl, not uh, the woman that I married. But, uh, and Some I, other I, sk- I, I moved there control. for this girl. We were together for two years. And uh, we broke up. I was still traveling a lot. Uh, all over the States, all over Europe, everywhere. So you're already a world traveler guy, though. At that point, yeah. And probably a little too much. It was a strain on the relationship. The girl broke up with me. And I was just about to move back to the United States, and these people were looking for an American to host a late-night talk show. So I was in the right place at the right time. I got the gig. I got to stay in this country that I had fallen in love with and be like the David Letterman. And to be that guy coming out from behind the curtain so great. with the $3,000 suit on, and then you stand on the X, and you do the five-minute monologue. Yeah. I mean, come on. We all grew up watching of course. Carson and Letterman and dreaming yeah. of that. So that was cool. But the thing about Dutch people is um, they are unimpressed with celebrity. <laughs> the Dutch people kind of... Uh, <laughs> if, you. if you're somebody uh, on television or something, it's... the they're so not impressed by you. Right. And I've seen Lenny Kravitz, different famous people walking around Amsterdam, and nobody bothers them. Really? And my wife, when I met her, it actually worked against me that I was television guy. Wow. Because okay, she thought, ah, oh, this guy's celebrity is probably an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I am an asshole, but I mean, that's, the, that's like the Dutch uh. perception. So, I mean, like, nobody's wildly famous in Holland. Okay. Even their, their Dutch people uh, take great pleasure in going up to um, famous people and telling them why they're not impressed with them. It's a, it's <laughs> really? A, yeah. That's amazing. It's a, it's a weird Dutch thing. But here's, why, but here's what the is thing that? that I'm not impressed with about you. <laughs> right. Here's why you suck. Uh, you sold a million records? Well, It's not even that good enough. But why do you think... What is that in the culture? Why do you think that is? There's a lot of old Dutch expressions. Uh, the, the, some of them are great and some of them are not. Uh don't get your head above the grass or else you'll get it cut off. Mm. Uh, it's the tall poppy syndrome thing. It's, they, they, they don't... Uh, be normal. Normal is crazy enough. I, I like see. that. That's another sure. I like that Dutch a lot. expression. But you don't, don't try and stand out. Mm. Be normal. Blend in. Is that because they're so tall that they throw that out there? <laughs> I guess. But, but it's, you know, there's... Um, if you're born a dime, you'll never be a quarter. That's another Dutch expression. Nice. This is great. Yeah. I like this a lot. Now, can I ask you this? We've done stand-up in a number of places, English-speaking places, and that people always ask us, oh, does it translate? You know, you do Canada, Australia, UK, whatever. What's it like um, hosting a television show? Like, does, does everything that your sensibility is in comedy, does that play? You know what I mean? Or do you have to kind of... Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they all speak English. There's a certain right. level of intelligence where most people speak three or four different languages. Right. Um, there was a certain silliness factor that they liked to do on that talk show. They, they constantly liked throwing surprises at people. They liked bringing out girls in bikinis. That's uh, cool. I'm down Well, with that. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's cool if you're doing a show in America. Oh, right. But I mean, that uh, sometimes was very unnecessary. Oh, really? Uh, They're Dutch, just like, yes. and then when the physicist sits down, we'll have these two girls in bikinis. Things walk like out, that. Like, they, they, right. they, 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 <laughs> sometimes 
Uh, like if somebody said they were afraid of spiders, then all of a sudden here comes a rubber oh. spider. Oh, shit. Coming down. So, I mean, but there was a lot of things I loved about the show. Like I would uh, make a five-minute film each episode where I would experience something of Dutch culture. Oh, cool. That was my favorite. I got to spend a day with a Dutch farmer. Uh, a former prostitute gave me a tour of the... She does health care and social work for mm-hmm. working prostitutes. Mm-hmm. She gave me a tour of the red light district, explained the sex industry to me. Uh-huh. Um, I got a tour of gay Amsterdam by the guy that does wow. the gay festival. Wow. I got to cover the prime minister debates. I had a press pass. I was on the floor. I'm talking to their biggest political leaders. I got to do so many cool things that... Even Dutch people wouldn't get to do. What a great experience. Yeah, yeah it was an experience of a lifetime. I mean, there were some silly aspects to the show, like the bikini girls. Uh, but even that was cute sometimes. They would do the word of the day, mm-hmm. where they would try and teach me Dutch one word at a time, and a bikini girl <laughs> would come out with a Dutch word on a card. Yeah. And the audience would teach me how to say it and tell me what it meant. And you know, How long, how long a run was this show? Uh, that was on three years. That's and pretty that's cool. A good run. Yeah, and nice. any country, that's a good run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now this is the part that I, because I always think like, you know, every time I get to play a new country and you have fun there, you go, I can't wait to come back. Right? Like we, yeah. we keep talking about how we want to go back to South Africa. Even Amsterdam, I had the best oh, time sure. doing stand up there. I would love to go back. But what I wonder now is like, it's almost like a cool thing that you you were on television. You had your show for three years. You're not anymore. And it makes you, I think, like a that's like a cooler commodity to go back. Like when you go back, they're like, "Oh shit, he's back!" Right? Like, do you still play there? Like, you make that part of your run every year, every eighteen? Yeah, months? once yeah. a year, I'll once go there. Year. Yeah, my wife's from Holland, sure. so we have to visit her family. Yeah, but I mean, you get to do like a shows there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, I've you know, a few fans there. It's yeah, nice. I'm sure it's you sweet. do. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. great. I, I'm 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 so into playing. Like I. I always tell, especially like comics that are well known, like, you know, you have your friends that like are bigger, like big names and you're like, hey, like, do you not want to check out like Australia? Oh, it's such a far flight. I'm like, yeah, right. you could pick up like a quarter million dollars in two weeks there, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, that's You're a fucking long a flight. Plane. Like, yeah. really? You don't want to go just scoop up a quarter million? Like, you know, I mean, if you're like a big enough name in certain areas, you can really clean house there. Especially like as an American going abroad, like if you're, you know, there's like guys that are on TV or, or big, you know, just big names, oh, yeah. and they don't want to get on a plane, right? That's so like good. that's the big. They're like that flight sucks. I'm like, are you out of yeah. your fucking you're mind so, right now? You're dope. Yeah, like you're gonna leave all that out there because it's a long one Xanax and two Bloody Marys. Yeah. The whole trip's about there, an hour and a half. That's right, man. How many fucking how many statuses do you have on different airlines? <laughs> I have enough frequent flyer miles to have a helicopter on the roof within an hour. Yeah, buddy. I have a special number that I can call. I love it. Uh, Who's your primary airline, can you say? Yeah. Uh, I like American primarily. Really? Okay. Yeah. okay. So you're um, executive whatever there. What's, your, what's gold, your status? Gold premier. I don't know what it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's gold. Okay. Okay. All right. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest 
quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Um, you know what's interesting about Tom is that you're kind of in this next category of comedian that's emerging now, like the Russell Peters of the world. Like you're you're an intern. You travel all over the world doing stand up. It's not just like Tom and me where Tom Segura and me where we're relegated to like the United States and every now and then we'll do a jaunt like your calendar is literally like you you guys just came from where Malaysia you said? Jakarta Jakarta yeah and, and then Korea we were there before and Korea and you're doing like clubs or what's the deal yeah that was uh, clubs like, in uh, Korea and then Jakarta was a comedy festival so there was so one crazy. little theater show so yeah, you're taking it to the next level where stand-up is going to be eventually where we're all going to do international. Comedy is so red hot all over the world, yeah. and there's so many international gigs already, and then there's even, there's just so many, just in Asia, cool comedy tours. Um, there's Hong Kong, China, um, which they use primarily British acts, but uh, there's also Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, Jakarta. Oh. Cambodia, Vietnam. There's really cool stuff all over Asia. Oh, and there's one I heard. I mean, there's a comedy store in Bombay, which I am. I would love to do that. And then in Bangladesh, some guy was like, "There's a, a gig in Bangladesh." Wow. I'm like, I don't know if I would be. I don't know. That one's a tough <laughs> I, I think uh, it's like that. Uh, Russell Peters, Tom Rhodes way of doing it. Yeah, it's it's the thing that like that I for me it's like whenever I do anything internationally. On my way out, it's always like, so like, when can we set up the next right run? And I feel like there's so many, especially here. I think it's because you get like you have the the luxury in America of doing like you can just you can just work here and make a good living, I guess. Right. But there's people who go like, uh, I just don't want to do it. I'm like, why do you not want to do it? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. I'm with you. I don't know why people wouldn't want to do that. And I, I think if like if I just do the states. 
my my brain becomes mushy, you know. Yeah. Well, you're uh, naturally. I can tell you, like when you talk about those short films, you're a curious guy. Like you like to, yeah, inquire. I about like things. to, you know, uh, absorb the culture. What's great about it? Love food. Yeah. Love uh, everything. Just you know, language. Uh, you know. Um, Expressions like the Dutch expressions and things like that. I Just love that quirky things about, uh, like, like when I talked to you before, Christina, you were telling me about Hungarian insults and things. Just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I love that. Every shit. culture's got like weird, cool, funny shit about it, and it it's always so it's always about your mother. I found even in Latin and Hungarian, <laughs> it's. It's all about your mom. If you can insult somebody's mother, it's like the highest. It is the best thing to yeah, do. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't you can't get worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the main um, like the the go to insult in Peru. My mom's Peruvian. Mm-mm. Yeah, is uh, is uh, concha tu madre, you know? which is concha tu madre is essentially it's a variation on fuck your mother or like <laughs> I will you know I'm going like to fuck your mother. That's great. My mother is from Argentina. Really? Oh. I always get asked if I'm from Argentina because I have like stunning blue eyes and <laughs> fair skin. You look and like, they're like handsome. They're, they're handsome. like, man, you're from Argentina. <laughs> and I say, no, here's the thing. They, this is how much they insult me. They don't realize like what an insult. They'll be like, Argentino. And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm Peruvian. They're like, there's no way you're Peruvian. Peruviano. They're like, they're, they're, they look fucking terrible. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> my mom's Peruvian. And they're like, yeah, but you're definitely not. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not like a comp- like I'm not asking you. I'm telling you that I'm Peruvian, and they're like, that's not good. Uh, my favorite vacation ever. Well, I, I was working. Um, I'm gonna get some more after wine. the late night talk show uh, in Amsterdam. Finished the same network. Let me do a travel program, mm-hmm. and I got to do a highlight on Peru. Dude, it's the best, right? I, it's my favorite place I've ever been. My that's awesome. Greatest vacation. Where's your mother from? She's from Lima. Okay. Um, she. Uh, Spent some time growing up in Trujillo, but most like basically uh, Lima is you know the capital right. is where she spent. Her my time. mother's from Buenos Aires, and then uh, her that. her my grandfather was a um, airline mechanic. Really, and in the fifties, working for airlines was like the computer industry. Now you could work anywhere. Mm-hmm. So then he got a job at the Lima airport and they lived in Miraflores. Oh, it's a very nice part of town. That's the nicest part of yeah. Lima now. And then um, they transferred to Washington, D.C. Wow. So that's did, how my and did mother's he go, family came to the United States. Did he work as a the airline? As an airline mechanic. In D.C.? Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I've been to Buenos Aires. Uh, I also t- I took a trip there with my mother. And this is how different the culture is in Argentina. When I went with my mother, I was 21, 22 years old. And so. You're stunning back then. I'm seeing your headshots. I'm pretty good. <laughs> and uh, this was like 40 pounds ago. I mean, it was really good. <laughs> and then I'm with my mother. And my mother at the time was probably 55. Everybody. And I mean, everybody. Hitting on your mom? No, they thought we were a couple. Oh, uh, I've had that. And, it's and, gross. But I mean, it's the only place I've ever been Ugh. where everybody thought that. I mean, you could tell by the looks, by the thing. Like, we would go into a store. They'd be like, "Do you want to get? Are you getting something for your girlfriend?" I'm like, "That's my mom, man. Like, yeah. that's not my girlfriend." <laughs> like, if I had anywhere I'd been with her, just one on one, you know, Peru, if anywhere in the states, nobody assumed that. Argentina, they were like, "Hey, your mom gets down, huh?" Like, they, uh, <laughs> and like, in the Dominican Republic, I was 28. Oh, right. Yeah, my father and I went to a club med there, and everybody was like, "You and your girlfriend, you and your wife will be seated for dinner." I'm like, "That's so gross. It's so <laughs> obvious we look alike." <laughs> but you know what? That is in in the Dominican Republic and Argentina. It's very perverts. 
There, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Perverted place. <laughs> they know what they are. No. Uh, yeah. Have you been? You've been down there? Oh, to Argentina? Yeah. yeah, I've been three times. You like it? I, I'm in love with South America. It's great, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe that's where we should go. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been three times. Uh, I brought my mother the second time. Uh, first time I went with my brother and we went to a soccer match that turned into a riot. Oh, they set the yeah. stadium on fire and oh, the shit. riot police came in with tear gas, beating people with sticks. And it was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been to a thousand baseball games. Nobody ever set the stadium on fire. Oh, that's it was amazing. really great. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. I remember in Peru once, I wasn't at the game, but they, somebody shot off a flare gun and the flare went up. And then went back down and landed in a guy's eye. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And so Flair is going out of his head. And the game continued, of course. No no delay. That is not. <laughs> there's, there's no lawsuits. Nothing. No, no, yeah, no. It's no everything went on. Society. And I was in Madrid. I studied there for a semester in college when uh, Real Madrid won the European Cup. And that was, that was by far like the craziest I'd ever seen a city flip over. I mean... We're talking like the water barrel, you know, the the police like, right. SWAT team shit come out. And you're like, holy shit! This is all because they won the cup, you know. Like it was, it, there's a whole culture, like, which is part they of the fun part it. of going all over the place, you know. That like, like, however crazy people think the like, NFL fans are here, no, they're like, nothing. That's nothing compared to what soccer is. Oh yeah, in soccer like Europe. Hooligans. Oh yeah. South There's America. a reason that exists. Is this I love that shit? Because we got this. Is this um, your dad? He's like a son to me, man. Yes, that was your father. <laughs> yes, That's what I, thought. I don't know where you got these clips. Uh, I told you we reached out. <laughs> so weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Just put it together. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. 
beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hey, can I ask you guys, now you're married, right? Mm-hmm. How long have you two been married? A year and a half. Oh, you're nearly Yeah. That's adorbs. That is adorbs. So Tom and I have been, we just celebrated our fourth wedding anniversary. And this morning, you know, I, I was gone all weekend. I just came home and I woke up this morning and I looked lovingly at my husband and I thought it'd be sweet, you know, just to play with him. And I massage his little back and I get my little meat puppet. And I really, you know, all that fun. Playful stuff. Playful, fun, cuddling. And then I go to, to squeeze his bum bum, his bum cakes. Now, but we should, don't forget, okay. you reached under my boxers. Well, yeah, you're my husband. But you're I'm just making property. the point that it's very okay. important. You didn't just grab my butt. She reached under my boxers. Grab my bud. Squeeze a little, just to give a little squeeze. And then he rips a gigantic fart. As my hand is right there over his ass. And I felt the, the waves of heat and wind on my hand. Now, was that something you would do to your wife? Or is that just unique to us? I think um, <laughs> that's unique to you. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Why? Why do you say that? Uh, you know, not that we don't use our butt flutes. Okay. But <laughs> um, but but yeah, we um, we uh, stay away from probing each other's butt flute. Um, I wouldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. All I'm, here's what I said. I didn't try. I didn't go. Oh, I got a fart, and then jump on you, like sit on you and fart. You put your hand in the fart. Canal region, not inside. It, I grazed right. the top. But I'm saying your hand went where farts happen. You know, mm-hmm. that's another way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And then a fart happened. I didn't go. Oh, I can't wait to fart on you. Mm-hmm. You put your hand down there. A fart happened. And then you're you're acting like I attacked you. It's not what happened. It's it feels like an assault. Why? On my senses. On my love for you. Yeah. I, I was vulnerable. I went in loving. Your love was tear gassed yeah. and beaten like those Argentinian yeah. soccer fans. Thank you. Thank you. You, you ruined a sweet moment. Well, yeah. You know, it's part of life. Anyway. Isn't there a philosopher you can cite that says that? This <laughs> is farts. Are do you a call part it? Do you call it a butt flute? No, I love that. No? I like yeah, that a lot. I like that's that ours. a lot. I like that. Oh, that's a lot. what you guys say. Now, how long before you farted in front of each other? In oh, it was. No, uh, uh, we've. Who broke the fart barrier first? Oh, that certainly was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, it's always I could have told you that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This lovely, lovely yeah. lady didn't rip it first. No. <laughs> what did? How did you? How did you break the fart barrier with her? It was probably in the morning when something like that scenario. Mm-hmm. I, I think know. she remembers her face. No, I think. she's no? she's drawing a blank there. Wow, seems like a, nice a pretty lady, cool wife. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can remember the first time uh, Tom did this to me. Interesting enough, we were sitting on my couch in my old place, and he was in his boxer shorts. It was the morning. And he, we were sitting next to each other, and then he just grabs my hand and thrusts it into his crotch and then farts. And That's makes, true. And then he and makes eye was, contact. And right. that was a different time. That was, <laughs> that was the first time. I was much younger and more immature. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Dutch oven, when you pull a blanket ah! Dutch people, that's they they all they all do that. They love they that, huh? They invented yeah. that. They invented it. Where it comes from. 
Is that how you you knew that she loved you first? Is when she did that to you <laughs> after a few dates? She's never done that to me. <laughs> no, she's far too she lovely. Will. She wouldn't do that. Look at her. I know. She's gorgeous. Absolutely. A doll. Yeah, she's not doing fart games, Christina. Maybe. Uh, well, anyways, I also had another thing that happened to me this week, and maybe this happens to you. I don't know. Oh, I'd love to hear oh, Tom's This one makes me, especially because you're an international comedian, and I'm pretty much relegated to the United States. But I, I did a show in Schenectady at a theater, and I was sitting in the audience because this was a few female comics performing. I was on this lineup, and I'm in the audience, and I hear behind me a chatter of like, oh my God, I didn't even like this fucking chat. It's fucking sad. Like that kind of cunty chatter. And I look back and I see some fat pig on her cell phone and her face is lit up because she's on her fucking, Ugh. and she's totally doing that. I didn't even know that, like being loud and shitty. And I turn around and I was, I wasn't kind. I'm not going to pretend like I'm innocent. I turn around and I was like, could you please be quiet? Like I was, I was agitated. She responds by giving me the finger. Mm. Just bam, right there. Just fuck you. And and I was like, what? And I for some reason, that made me see red, where I was like, fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> and I got up, and I got, I fucking got in her face. And I was like, fuck you, fuck you. How dare you talk during my friend? So it was Mary Lynn Reich, Reich's Cub was on stage. That's my friend you're fucking talking. And of course she did the drunk like, I wasn't even talking. I don't know you're talking. And I was I'm like, in trouble know? for laughing. I was yeah. just laughing. That's what they always say that. I don't know you're talking. And I was like, bitch, I look back and I see her mouth moving. And this is the best part. She goes, well, who the fuck are you? And in my stupidity, I go, I'm a performer. Oh. Like that just a... Ooh. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> and then she was like, well, like, get backstage then, bitch. Is what she said to me. Wow. And I, at that point, I really felt like I could tear her head off. Like I, I was ready to beat this bitch up because I fought a bitch before. You know what I'm saying? In public school, 1989. And, um, but you, I didn't do that. Instead, I went and I got security and I, I you know, made sure that she got a talking to. But for some reason, her her thing just incited rage in me. And I don't know if, if every comedian has that, where like that one person, that one thing, and for me, it's white bitches. Because white bitches are the most entitled audience members. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's usually the, uh, the white sorority that ruins everything. That ruins life, yeah. yeah. And that's my trigger. Here in the States, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And you have international hecklers. So what's, is there anybody or anything that really hurts I think you? in the, the United States we have a certain uh, amount of low-class people. <laughs> and I, I, th- you don't I think, think that's in, everywhere, though? There is, but at least they can control it. There's you a, know, I mean, there was a, that that incident that happened in uh, Australia like a couple of weeks ago, where there's some redneck uh, racist guy was. There was some French women singing a song. You can see the YouTube video of it. Okay, and they're just these two guys, and they're just yelling at these women, and I'll cut you like a fillet. And the guy who was like oh, totally shit. racist and don't come to their. I mean, but, so like weird things like that will happen in Australia or different places, but like generally internationally at audiences, people are very well behaved, and I think hmm. even if um, they're they're, I, they're even if they're not enjoying the show, you rarely see people going on their phones. <laughs> That's what kills me. Yeah, but has there ever been a heckler that just had your number and you've lost your shit on? Oh, them? absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it's happened in the United States, though. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Inter- well, you know yeah. what? You know what else? Ha- what happens more internationally? I feel like in my limited experience, though, is that there's more 
respect for the idea of the show. In other words, yeah, yeah. we're at a performance. Well, so yeah, and but in, in London, you will get heckled. Sometimes they just want to see what your 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 metal uh-huh. is, right? And you know, and if 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 you'll capitulate, if uh, Ooh, good word, sometimes gross. you'll get heckled by uh, people in London, and they they just want to see if you're sharp enough as a comedian to deal with it and not fold. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, but I think the American. Because stand-up is truly an American art form, as far as I know. And I think that it's existed in this country for so long that people are used to it. It's not seen as, like, it's not valued as an art form. Because, first of all, they serve alcohol. And they serve fucking nachos. And you would never go to, like, a Shakespeare performance. <laughs> and they're like, here's or, your nachos, sir. Or an sir. art gallery yeah. <laughs> where they're showing some paintings. Hey, here's some nachos with some cheap cheese all over it. And some beer during your performance. So... It does let we we put ourselves in in the way of that kind of bullshit because it, it's not valued. I think there's some people who think that like what we're talking about, like we're not talking about comic, you know, not being able to want to deal with people yelling shit out. Like I I have no problem doing shows and somebody's like that's bullshit, yeah, and then yeah. you go bam, and that's part that is part of stand up. What is incredibly disheartening and breaks your spirit and fills <laughs> me with rage. Are the people that are at the show that don't even want to be like they're oh, yeah. they're on the phone, they're texting, they're eat whatever, they're talking, having full conversations, and I've had countless times yeah. we're not in the audience. I'm on stage, and I've seen like the the staff come over and be like, "Hey," can you and they go, "We're not even talking." As yeah. I'm watching them talk, yeah, I don't even. So they're not, they're not, they don't even want to be there. You're like, dude, what are you fucking doing here? Well, just tell a joke, hey asshole. You're not listening to jokes, so. What do you mean? Tell me to tell a joke? Why don't you fucking leave? And I, I do, I do see red and go that, crazy. But, but usually, I, I can transcend my anger and find a way to be amused by it. But something about this woman, yeah, no, there's there's times when you can, but there's times yeah. when it's super like entitled and disrespectful. Where what happens is you shut off what is what I think is like your better stand up, your higher self, which is like <laughs> more vulnerable, right. and you go like, I'm not going to say any of this shit because you don't deserve it. I'm going to go back to whatever, my first year of jokes. Yeah, I'm going to horrify you. Because I don't feel like giving you the... Sh- like you, Now you made me feel like, you know, like I don't want to give you like who my I best, am. Yeah. Because you're, you're so disrespectful to the show. You know what I mean? Like you're, you don't even want to be here. You're talking during the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you who I, like, who I really am or what I think about. So I feel, well, I think angry. it's a, a core problem with American society and our entire society and all of our technology and all of our television and mass media makes each individual think that they are somehow important mm-hmm. and that their life matters. And that you are, that's all of our advertising and marketing is, mm-hmm. you know, you feel special, eat this candy bar, buy this product. And they think, oh my God, the whole universe revolves around me and fuck this show. I'm going to, is anybody on Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. or what well, they're just um, uh, there's just people that have no manners whatsoever yeah and that's because our society has conditioned them that they are important yeah that's true it's true it, it, it's a total self-entitled thing you know I mean yes I did a show last year where it was one of those shows you're like 10 minutes in you're like this could not be going any better and I happened to notice like the one guy who like wasn't laughing? Yeah, Don't and instead, look at that guy. no, I mean, it's it. one of those things where you I go know. like, where I've learned 
that like when you see that guy, don't address that. Like there's mm-hmm. not you have ninety nine percent. Don't of the look room. at him. That's yeah. always yeah. your yeah. eyes yeah. keep going back. Yeah. Did that joke did that, get him? Yeah. Did that yeah. joke get him? Well, not only did I look at him, but I was like, "Are you not having a good time?" Ooh. And I just I oh, put the brakes no. on my own fucking roller coaster. Yeah. And then he was like, "No, I'm not having a good time." Ooh. And then the lady who was sitting with him has her phone up, oh. and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and she goes, "I'm playing Scrabble." Oh my god! Wow. And I was like, "Oh, really?" She's like, "Yeah, this show sucks." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And like, it really was like uh. one of those things. I was like, "I thought this was like as good as it can get," and then it just it went on, and I was shitting all over. They stayed. The weird thing is, they stayed to like ninety five percent of the show was done. They they left in the last five minutes. Uh. But and then after the show, I'm like with the staff. I'm like, you don't tell somebody. That says they're playing Scrabble and keeps their phone out right. for the whole show to leave or to put the phone away, and they're like, "Who was playing Scrabble?" <laughs> I was like, "The lady that I kept addressing playing Scrabble. The lady that I asked if she had the letters C U N T on her phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that lady. You didn't see that? And they're like, we totally missed that. I'm like, that was fucking half the show. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we missed it. We missed it. But shit like that." I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it could happen anywhere Rose in the world, but I feel there's certain clubs like the the comedy store in London where the the guys that work there are beautiful. They swoop in like eagles and just will extract somebody for yelling shit out or being really? disruptive. Yeah. And then there's clubs that don't do anything because yeah. they're afraid to lose a customer. So mm-hmm. yeah, That's where's amazing. the middle ground? That's a good point. I wanna... The comedy store in London, they actually, in the sound booth, they have they have closed-circuit televisions at every angle on the audience. So there was one time I was there, there was a guy, and they didn't know if he was drunk or if he had, like, uh, some kind of disability. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah. So they went into the booth, and because the guy had said a few things, and, they, and they're studying, no, okay, it looks like he might, you know, have MS or yeah. some. yeah, yeah. Uh, cerebral palsy because at first they thought oh this guy's drunk and slurring let's get him out and uh, you know they're, but they're very scientific about it <laughs> somebody cool. who told the story about that where they were like fucking make him make him stop like he's making so much noise and they were like he's having a good time who was that in Peoria I think it no. was, wasn't it me no there was no, a there was no. a woman in my audience one night who was like totally like chatting and weird and like yeah. looking away and being like ah my dad! like she would spout out yeah. and I was like either she's drunk or something else and it turned out to be something else so I'm glad that I didn't I didn't call her out this happened at a show somebody told me where they were on stage and in the back they were like will you shut the fuck up like after like 10 times and they're like he's you know I can't do anything and then oh. he ended up giving him a shot that put him out oh yeah so he- <laughs> The guy <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> it's like you put uh, the guy out who's having a blast at the show because he goes oh. like, like he makes like a noise that right. you can't do. Oh. It's horrible. Don't you feel like they should warn you? Like, hey, there might be, there's a guy in the back. I totally appreciate that. Yeah, just tell me so I, I don't fucking. I freak was, out. I played at the comedy store in Sydney, Australia, uh, years ago, and there was and it was a kind of a small audience. Maybe it was like a Tuesday night or something, and there was a guy in a wheelchair. I don't know what he, he had like. Uh, he was hooked up to. All kinds of machines. Mm-hmm. It was a real, uh, you know, expensive 
wheelchair that had life, uh, <laughs> right. you know, the machines keeping this guy alive or Expensive something. Expensive wheelchair. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what. They got, but and the guy's yeah. kind of laying horizontally. He had this like kind of tube for breathing or something in his mouth, and he would let out this. But he was great, and he yeah. laughed at the darkest, most twisted comedy. But yeah. the audience was uncomfortable. Uh-huh. This guy made the people feel weird. But, yeah. And I, I told them, I said, you know, fuck you people. I only care about his laugh tonight. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when he laughs, I'm playing with this audience's clit. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> that I have I've hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. When that guy... <laughs> and then the guy came back and saw me like the next couple of years when I would That's awesome. come back Aww. and uh the guy obviously had a really twisted sense of humor because yeah. he only laughed at really twisted stuff. That's awesome. That's but he like- was great and the, and it was the the upright healthy people yeah. who uh who who you know were a little stiff. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you my favorite comedy rooms ever are AA rooms? Oh, yeah. When you do an AA room, there's stone called sober, and it's usually like in a church or something, but they laugh at the darkest, <laughs> twisted shit because they have been there and done that. Oh, yeah. And those are the best crowds, like just broken. Who that hears one, how to divorce? All hands up. That one, I did that one in the valley. Yeah. You right, talk yeah, about, that's what I'm talking about. You talk about stabbings yeah. and fucking, you know, when your teeth fall out and they're like, oh, yeah, I fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ever been tasered by yeah. the cops? Everybody, hands up all around. It's yeah, great. It is the sure. best, man. Oh, shit. All right. Well. I like that. Oh, it's that time. What time is it? Is that for my South American roots? No. This is a very <laughs> special moment in the This show. is your quinceanera music, remember? Yeah, you remember when you had your big 1-5, <laughs> right? The big celebration. Did they do that for boys, no, too? or just, just chicks. Gr- How come? That's not fair. Um, I don't know. When do, you like become a, when do you become a man in Latin culture? Usually when you get a blowjob, which is like 11, 12 okay. in Latin culture. <laughs> so, okay, Tom Rhodes, this is a game we like to call Fill Her Up and Seal Her Shut. And because this is going to air right around Hanukkah, I'm going to give you two names of very famous Jewish people. Okay. And you're going to tell me who you would rather fill up and seal shut. And you, you're filling up and sealing shut with the same equipment. You know what I'm saying? You're no, filling her up. You well, like you're filling her up with your, you know, with your load. Okay, can I ask my wife? Is it okay if I answer these questions and <laughs> in, in a facetious manner? Um, we would she's, prefer you to be as graphic as possible. Yeah, okay. she's from Amsterdam. She's cool. She's with parties. It. Come on, red light district. Okay. Would you rather fill up and seal shut? Here are your two options. Okay. Jewish edition. The Jewess. These are Jewesses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bet Midler. Mm-hmm. We're going old school. Or oh, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> can't read my Barbara own. Streisand. Oh, Barbara Streisand. Sorry, yeah, Barbara Streisand or Bette Midler. Who would you rather fill up or seal shut with your love? Wow, monster? with uh, your love, your love sauce, and you've really got to. It's not like close your eyes. Right. This is an all-day marathon. Uh, this is kind of easy. Um, okay, cool. Bette Midler, hands down. Wow. Just because, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I think funny people are attractive, even okay. if they're not, you know, uh, model bodies. And just the joy mm-hmm. and laughter that Bette Midler has given me, I wow. most certainly could honor her womanness uh, wow. and the, the soul of... Uh, 
of her as an entertainer, um, I, I, I would definitely, I, I, I would, I would joyously, tenderly fill her up and <laughs> seal her shut and seal her shut. <laughs> yeah. um, now, have you not seen the new trailer to the Barbara Streisand Seth Rogen movie? Looks like a lot of laughs. I haven't. Um, I think Barbara would be more persnickety. I'm not going to disagree I, I, I with think, you. I think, Bet, I think Bet would be more fun in bed. I think you could laugh, have more fun with her, where I think Barbara would probably be more dominant and a little bossy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She probably, uh, probably wouldn't like your licking technique and would probably, yeah. uh, y- you know, kind of instruct you and then you get all mental in your own head and yeah. then you're losing yeah. your focus. You're like, what, is this like, the spot? Is that the spot? Right. Where, Why the spot? couldn't she yeah. just shut up and go with yeah. it? Right. Where I think Bet would laugh and you would, you know, easily... Has anybody played the game as well as Mr. Rose? I don't think did? anybody I mean, has. Congratulations. It. That hey, was your first thanks. time out. Yeah. I mean, it's like you've been playing this game forever. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to do the describe your penis game with me. Oh, uh, that's, that's the, a the different. Dick Detectives. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, now, now I wish you know we had that, that. You know how that I'm glad I, I'm glad I got the, the we, Jewess uh, <laughs> We can choice. do Dick Detectives because no, we was, have the results. This was great. Oh, no. How uncomfortable is that going to be? Now, there, are there a couple other Jews? Is this when Bette Midler walks in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you fuck the shit out of him. No. What's your answer? You even oh, me... I am 100% on board with Midler as well. I lo- She has, wow. look, I, even like if you look at their type of shows that they put on, you know, Babs is stand there and fucking pop. You know, raise a hand kind of shit. Right, right. That Miller yeah. is like old school entertainer. Miller does man. like fucking show kicks. kicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a show. And, yeah. and you take that to the bedroom. Right. I mean, Midler's going to be like, "What are you a fucking fat?" Like she's going to talk shit, right. sit on your face, and just smack you around, Have fun. laugh, mm-hmm. talk. You know, spit yeah. in your mouth. It's going to be fun. I'm spit in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> like a lady. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm going to go opposite. <laughs> Of you guys, and I'm going to say Barbara Streisand. Okay, and your reason? Because I might want a more intimate, loving session. I'm not into it for the spitting in my mouth or vulgar staple my tits to the desk, like you like to say. I'm not into that. I'm into a good time. I want to talk. Maybe light some candles, sensual massage. Have fun at your snore fest. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Rhodes are going to double team Midler. Dude. I'm glad you agreed with me that Barbara would be bossy. So just, you know, I do. I think you'd be, so. You'd be too much in your own head. And you know what else you'd get called out on with Babs? If you tried to like, <laughs> you tried to get a little crazy That's why on I her. I like her. No, no, you're like, you're like yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one extra thing, like what, something kinky. She'd be like, will you? Are you serious right now? Can you turn around? Can you get on your knees? Yeah. Why? I'm, I'm not going to do doggy style with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you feel bad yeah, even bringing like, it up. You're yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm dirty. And then, and then, it's like, right, then she's like, like that, where'd though. your heart on go? And you're like, well, you kind of made me feel weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to do I can do it, but you know, you yelled at me. Then, but I like that. I want to learn from her. I want to I get her essence. <laughs> you, you, you have fun. Okay? Tell us how it went. No problem. Who are the other? Okay, so these are the, the male. We, do, we like to do one for the dudes. So who would you rather have fill you up and seal you <laughs> Hey, <show? laughs> wow. I, it's, it's, I didn't know it was a two-parter. <laughs> you got a tour of the gay district of Amsterdam? I did, yeah. yeah. Sure. So we also, uh, continuing with the Jew theme, uh, I'm going to do uh, Woody Allen, very famous Jew, or Mel Brooks, another famous Ooh, old Ooh, tough Jew. tea. 
Too mm. funny. You got me too funny. I, I I would have to do both those guys at the same time. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a first. Yeah. That's, that's a, a first. We've wow. never had that. I'd have to be a I'd have to be a bus station whore for both of those guys. <laughs> that's the first time we've that is <laughs> that is genius. Nobody's ever thought. And you know what? I think both of them would understand. I think so too. <laughs> I think they'd both be you know wow. happy to accommodate. You've though. left my my cock alone for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, right, yeah. I uh, my existential crisis. I think it'd be really cool. I mean, I would definitely feel like like a casting couch chick with Woody, and I think with Mel, I'd be like, "This is fun. We're having a good time, right?" And he's just like, you know, whatever, throwing pastrami at me. But I think that Woody, I think Woody would be a little more reserved, and I think at the end he'd be like, "By right. the way." You're not getting a part in my next film or something. Oh, you know? I hate like, that. Oh, I think for each guy, I could think about their best movies and really be turned on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Annie Hall. Oh, bananas. And then, like, I'd think about um, uh, or, or Blazing Saddles. <laughs> right, right, right. But then, and then Blazing Saddles or High Anxiety. And then I'd remember like Men in Tights, and I'd start to lose it a little <laughs> bit. Right. And then I'd have to go back to Woody, and uh, you know, oh, Midnight in Manhattan, Paris. Oh, right. okay. And, oh, and then Manhattan, and then you start losing it a little bit. <laughs> Crying, motherfucker. Wow. That's my dad. That's your dad. Your dad walks in (laughs) after Woody Allen finishes and he goes, Crying, motherfucker. You're like, Dad. (laughs) That could happen. That's what happened. That's a real scenario. You know what, you guys? I'm going to have to go. Artistically, I like Mel Brooks a lot more than Woody Allen because here's my thing. Woody Allen does the same thing Steve Martin does in his films, which is it's redemption through young pussy. Uh, They they hit an age where they had the midlife crisis and it's all about fucking 20-year-old chicks and finding redemption. So Woody Allen, I'm going to choose despite that because he could do more for my career. He could make me his Scarlett Johansson. So you're going to do the casting couch. I'm going to totally bang this guy to be put in his movies because that's what apparently that's what you have to do. You know how little respect Mm. I have Mm. for people who don't do that. (laughs) Thank you, baby. I really would support you having sex with Woody Allen. How easy would it be to have sex with Woody Allen? I don't know, but I'm I'm all on board for you doing it. He would it would be so write a letter right now. Write him an offer. (laughs) Write down in your journal. Mel Brooks I admire so much. He's here. He's local. We could go over to (laughs) Mel Brooks. He is. Where does he live? He lives in Beverly Hills. We're not that's not close. We're in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean Woody Allen, we gotta get on a plane. Yeah. Set up an appointment. He doesn't like, drive. We just drive up to Mel Brooks' house and be like, hey, yeah. my wife's here to fuck you. And he'd be like, I'm fucking 104. Give me a break. I would have to hide my contempt for Woody. That's going to be the problem. <laughs> All right. Can we not put that out there? I don't want Woody to hear this. I know. Now you'll, you'll <laughs> oh, both sorry. never work for him. <laughs> Jesus. I think I'm too old anyway. I've aged out. Oh, not Wait, true. How old is Sun Yi? Am I older than Sun Yi? I don't know. That's a good question. Sun Yi Previn is what? 28? What would be really funny is at the end of this podcast, if Bette Midler pulled up, <laughs> took me to a house with Woody Allen and Mel Brooks waiting, and then she set up a camera <laughs> and hit record and be like, here's their next film. I wish. <laughs> what if you became famous, like really famous, off of a sex tape that is you having sex with Woody Allen and Mel Brooks at the same time? Oh my God, three. that'd be the best thing ever. And that's your, that's your sex tape. You know... It's a, it's a, it's the talk. Like everybody talks about it for like a month, but then you're just part of like they're like, yeah, I know that's how we first fucking heard about you, but now you're just you know you're part of the. I see working in Vegas forever after that. Yeah. I just coming oh, wow. out in a bathrobe, sitting out you know on a stool and just 
recounting the. <laughs> That's what I want the, in a bathroom. <laughs> I mean, if, if the Octo Mom can make a porn sure. and get awarded for it, I twenty five years from now, people will be like, ah, fuck it. I love the three way you did with Mel <laughs> 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 <No>, Brooks. <laughs> I used to watch it at parties all the time. Oh man. my You're god, the, best. the effort you put! You really cared about those guys. You could really feel that. And, you know, after I saw that, I checked out your specials. And, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Like, I was. I, I, I started watching some old Woody Allen films. I didn't know he was a stand-up. It was, I found out about it all from your sex tape. We got to get you a sex tape. God, don't you think that's the worst thing that could happen to you? What, have a sex tape come out? Yeah. I'm not uh, sure if that would be... I'm just glad that technology didn't get to that point while I was when I was younger. The, yeah. Like the uh, accessibilities of camera phones and uh, video cameras that, you know... I mean, you, you, you yeah. know, when I was in my early 20s, you had to have the big... VHS tape into a camera, you know, to like oh, right, film right, something, right. and it was it was heavy on the shoulder. The crazy one, the recent craziest one, was Hulk Hogan's. I haven't even oh, seen no. that one. That one's really weird because the, did, was he wearing his yellow man panties? I, I, I think he had <laughs> yeah. on tidy tidy yellows. Really? What's, yeah. his, what's his catchphrase? Uh, fuck, what is it? Uh, the banana hammock. Put the hurt <laughs> on you. What is it? <laughs> Get you something some of that. Yeah, it's something similar. I don't know right? what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. some dumb shit. The Hulk later. <laughs> You've been Hulk, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Let's make one up. Well, he he fucking uh, his bu- Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> The oh, radio yeah. guy. Yeah. He, Hulk, had sex with Bubba's wife. Mm-mm. Oh, no. But Bubba set it up. Like, Bubba Nuh-uh. was like, yeah, like, cool. Set it fun. up. Like, yeah. do your thing. It's, it's Are cool. Are they swingers? Wow. Is that? Well, and then, but here's the thing, is that Hulk, oh, it's. Yeah, do you want uh, more wine, sweetness? Sorry, I didn't oh, mean yeah. to put a panic. I know. Okay, so Bubba was like, do this. Bubba had a camera rigged and, oh. vi- and secret, like, she knew, but Hulk didn't know. Wow. And oh, then, wow. And then Bubba was like, if we ever get into, we ever really need some cash, we'll have this <gasps> and we can sell this. Wow. So he, and, and they were like best friends. <gasps> so it was, it was pretty fucked up. What a dick. Yeah. Wow. So if a guy tells you you can have sex <laughs> with his wife, yeah. be Just careful. Look around first. <laughs> oh, shit. Look around the room. That's, That's all we're saying. You should fuck her, but you should look around the room. Why is that little red light under that baseball? <laughs> uh, don't worry. That's some what security is that? shit. You don't want to know about that. That's just a laser now, for uh, water. Is Bubba, isn't he like a big, like a morbidly obese? I don't think so. Oh, I, I picked him. I mean, him he's a big dude, right but now. I don't think he's, he's like, oh. well, I'm sure someone's going to email us and tell us how wrong I just got the story. So <laughs> we'll just wait for that. No, you fucking retard. It's not what happened. So we'll just wait for that. But wow. yeah, no, I don't think he's, he's a big Damn dude, but I don't think he's, and his wife is, his wife, he might not, he might be his, she might be his ex-wife now. Oh, um, well, that'll do is, it. Is, uh. Uh, she was hot, very attractive, and he. I was believe like, it, it's called cuckolding, right? Where you like to watch your wife. Have but he sex wasn't in the room. He, oh, he left. He but was he like videotaped oh. it. No, no, he, there was like a like a, a camera that he he did it just for the monetary. Yeah, like, yeah. so we'll have Hogan. That's what he says. Well, whatever. You might right. have liked it for some. All right, um, we got to wrap this up. We got a no. We got a would you rather? I thought we are. Okay, all good. Are you, you got, ready? You got Tom something for him. Okay. Your, your answers are the best so far. <laughs> That's one. Is this the remix? Yeah. I like this one. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Our would you rather's are to the Cosby theme <laughs> <laughs> remix. <laughs> I don't even know why we started that. I don't know either. Uh, okay, would you rather? So you're going to pick between these two evils, obviously. Okay. 
Would you, <laughs> this is so dumb. Would you rather every time you make sweet love to your wife and you bagok, it's clam chowder comes out of your penis? Oh my god! <laughs> it's not. It's not totally disgusting. It's a little amusing, but it's kind of gross. Okay, so every time you ejaculate, it's clam would it be chowder. the kind of clam chowder that has like the large <laughs> hunks of potato in yes. it? Yes. Really? Yes. So you'd have not 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 only. <laughs> Not only the soft little lumpy clam part, right. but you got this kind of like the chunky the carrots, chunkier, little cubes, carrots little, maybe. Little is that chunky, what's in there? I the, the carrots don't frighten me as much as the the potato hunks. Okay, yeah, okay. and but like <laughs> your hole gets used to it. <laughs> so it, okay, and now is this is this yeah. is this white clam chowder or uh-huh. red clam chowder? Oh, white, white, white. Okay. clearly. Okay. I mean, duh. And in this scenario, your wife. Loves clam chowder. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, she loves it. Okay. Okay. That or every time you sneeze, you just shit instantly. <laughs> wow. Well. <laughs> like in your pants, like you just a shit full in your shit. Pa- a yeah. full shit in your pants. <laughs> well, if the scenario was my wife really loved clam chowder and I was um, squirting clam chowder, I would definitely go with the clam chowder. <laughs> Even if it had chunky potato parts, that might be a little painful on the exit. Now, I jumped in there when I shouldn't have, so let's... Really, let's, yeah. If you, you sweetened it for me. I did. So let's take that out of the equation. Okay. Let's actually reverse it. Your wife hates clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Do you still do the clam chowder, or do you sneeze and shit? Or is it? Maybe she's ambivalent. <laughs> do they have clam chowder in Holland? No. Does she even know what this is? Mm-mm. No, she has no idea. Have you ever had clam chowder? You've had it. And how do you feel about it? It's just on the edge. It's just so on the so. edge. Have okay. you ever seen every single time shit his pants? Okay. I'd still go with the clam chowder. Clam chowder. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What about you, T-Buns? Oh, definitely clam chowder. <laughs> just It'd be cool to, to squirt something that was yeah. edible. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. No, but imagine the process. But here's, the, I, I got to tell you, as big no, of, a cool fan of seafood as I am, I would be eating my own clam chowder. <laughs> I know. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty... <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> I would be doing that thing where wow. I, I roll myself my butt over on my face and just like all day, just like I'm Squirt. having lunch. <laughs> Wait, but do you get a bread bowl too? <laughs> this is a gross episode, huh? I know. Oh. That is so gross, babe. But here's the process: you, your whole oh life. Oh my god, you, you guys are so disgusting. <laughs> you would have to find a woman that enjoys clam chowder that much. Do you understand? Like that's your whole twenties yeah. and your sexual. Life yeah. where you're like, P.S. I, I come <laughs> clam chowder. I don't know if you're into clam chowder or not. It would there's, take a some, lot. there's some fisherman's daughter and some <laughs> some seaport, some Alaskan hey. chick. Yeah. <laughs> it was like clam chowder comes out do of you your like, dick. Do you, do you like clam chowder? Oh my god, I love clam chowder. And you just like. I'm going to grab you the back of the head. Don't just watch. You're going to enjoy this. <laughs> Surprise. Um, I'm going to go for the other one. I would Shitting your pants? Shitting sh- your pants every time you sneeze. <laughs> I don't sneeze that often. But, that, would, but that's I, a huge... But here's the thing. I sneeze in threes. I never just sneeze <laughs> once. I sneeze. It's always a chew. And then there comes another one. A chew. And then it's it's always in patterns yes. of threes. Yes. So like, I, like I would just shit my pants excessively. You'd be a lot. Yeah, and think about the times you do shit. It's going to be on a plane, in a cab, yeah. you know? Mm. Walking you, into a restaurant, but you can also cut a sneeze off at the bent. Like I've, I've, oh, I got a sneeze, and then you kind of. I never accidentally it. come, so I mean, you, right. could, you could control the the, the output of clam chowder. It's <laughs> this ended up being. Just, a, if I got on a little machine gun and sneezed, 
thing. It would be it's really messy. Yeah. yeah. I would prepare to, for it. I would bring adult diapers. diapers. Yep. One time I sharted on a flight out to Africa. Yeah. I had Did my you? first shart wow. on a plane. And it wasn't ideal, but I dealt with it. You know what I mean? I, and we're I, talking like a full I, loaf. I mean, she's yeah. really shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I adapted and I moved on. And it was okay. So I got sick flying back from Peru. I know you're ending uh, the show. I will try and no, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Going, oh, no, 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 we were on the island. Uh, we went to Lake Titicaca. Yes. Mm. Uh, Great name. We went to Amantani Island. Okay. And it's uh, populated by native people. Uh-huh. Uh, the, these are ancestors of the Incas. And there's no electricity. And we actually stayed with a family. And they had a dirt floor kitchen. And the woman was making us lunch. <laughs> and there's like chickens oh, walking no. around and chicken shells. Oh, and I no. thought... If I'm going to get sick in Peru, it's going to be here. Right. Absolutely. But I thought, I'm going to eat whatever this woman puts in front of me because they were such lovely people. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't have a problem eating the food. Flying back to Amsterdam from Lima, (laughs) we stopped in Atlanta, Georgia Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, a 10-hour layover. Mm -hmm. And my Dutch colleagues wanted to go to an American mall. Mm -hmm. I know Atlanta (laughs) really well. The Lenox Mall is the swanky mall. Yeah. Uh, we went there. We had lunch somewhere. I had undercooked bacon oh. in oh. my sandwich. And from Atlanta oh. to Amsterdam, I was shitting oh. and vomiting. Oh. For I couldn't come out of the bathroom for hours. And it was, it was the oh. worst. That now, is the absolute worst. You- and then finally, like, I... I, I get it together, and then I'm trying to go back to my seat, and somebody's standing there. Like, hey, pal, you might want to use a different one. Oh, you know, oh, it was man. that was the worst flight ever. Were it, you in coach? I was. No, I was in economy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's rougher because you have so many people vying for yeah. those precious, precious toilets. I was in there for hours. It was, it was brutal. <laughs> that's my worst. But it was nightmare. funny. I didn't get sick in Peru at all. Yeah. I got I got sick at the fancy, fancy expensive mall, mall yeah. in Atlanta. I know, man. I've I've gotten uh, nothing worse than flying, Ugh. flying with stomach. I mean, stomach is the I think the worst of like the illnesses that you can get and get over. I think I would rather be like sinus infection. Than, Any day than the stomach, man. That is the absolute. Worst. I can't deal. I don't like it at all. I can't deal with it. It is. The I, worst. But I've been real blessed. Knock on wood. In terms of getting uh, diarrhea on planes and stuff for stomach problems, it hasn't happened. Like I said, yet. But I kind of plan for it. I'm a little neurotic. There's certain things I won't eat before flights. A few hours, like bouillabaisse, yeah. <laughs> uh, sloppy joes. <laughs> Tacos. Tom and I made the mistake of eating Mexican food and then getting on the plane mm. to Africa, which is why Ooh. I sharted. That was so dumb. It was yeah. airport Mexican. Exactly. Ew. We got yeah. airport Mexican yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. And then three weeks. Atlanta's in, a killer, man. It is, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Africa for three weeks, not a fucking problem. Well, I, I don't know. I had problems because I would eat oh. the salads and then I would wake up at like three in the morning and shit. Yeah, but some of that was just, you know. <laughs> Get Tom Rhodes, like I can't believe these you guys people. are just so open about your yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. We got to work on that. <laughs> no, we're gonna dial it back. <laughs> Why? It's uh, too late. The Pandora's box has been open. I know. Ago. I just found another clip of uh, mm. Tom's dad. Mm. Bikes. <laughs> what? It was so quick. He was saying something about bikes. Bikes. That's it. That was, that was when I asked him, "What am I getting for my birthday?" Bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one of Tom's dad in Florida? Uh, yeah. I have. 
Because you're oh, from I, Orlando, right? I am from the yeah. I'm from a town called Oviedo, outside of what? Orlando. I don't even know. And I did a lot of Florida coming up as a feature act. Yeah, I did almost every shithole in Florida. Yeah, there's no clubs never, in Oviedo. Never heard yeah. of it. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, Tom and I both went to high school in Florida. Shut the front door. Right. Sure. Oviedo right. High. Okay. Vero Beach. What's up, VB man? Seven seven two. VB. This is a a speech that Tom's father gave to him right before the Oviedo <laughs> High School <laughs> football team <laughs> played uh, in his last game. <laughs> this personal right here, bro. It's personal. You in my face in my house disrespecting me. I got to do something about it. My family right there, bro. I got to protect my mama. My mama sitting in the stands, man. Your parents sitting right there. They in your house, man. Your mama in the fucking stands. They try to disrespect me in my house and grab a fucking, grab a fucking remote control. That's exactly what they did. They come in your house, grab a fucking remote control, Derek Willis, and control your fucking TV. And your motherfucking house. Wow. That was actually my brother. That was your brother. <laughs> that was actually my brother. Wow, man. You yeah. must, uh... Actually, it sounded like my brother because um, <laughs> my, uh, my family were Redskin fans. Okay. Yeah. We were all born in Washington, D.C. Right. And we moved to Florida when I was 12. Okay. Uh, my father was an ins- my father he, he flew helicopters in Vietnam and you know he my did, father's in Vietnam wow. did cool heroic shit uh, in in the war but then he was an insurance salesman when I was growing up and big difference there was a guy <laughs> that my dad invited over to our house to watch it was the Redskins versus the Cowboys and that's the biggest big rivalry, game man right so my brother is an absolute football lunatic and. Um, this guy that my dad had insurance is over watching, and he's rooting for the Cowboys in our house. Uh-oh. And my brother loses his mind. He's going, fuck you, man. <laughs> you are in a Redskin house eating Redskin <laughs> potato chips, <laughs> sitting on a Redskin couch. You will shut your fucking mouth <laughs> in this Redskin house. <laughs> and, like, my brother was going to beat this guy's ass and, like, you know, my dad's doing business with him. Your dad, like, dude, dial it back. <laughs> no, my dad had had a couple of drinks. Uh, I think like, he was, you know, amused um, by amused by it. But that's that clip was clearly of my brother. Of your brother, <laughs> holy I shit! It reminded me exactly of that day, and that I'll never so hilarious. forget. And the guy shit in his pants, and he didn't say another word for the rest of the game. Now, of course, because my yeah. brother was like, oh yeah, you know, the, the skins are losing, and he's <laughs> my brother is definitely when he. Gets the high decibels, you know. Oh, yeah, you don't. You, you do what he says. Here's your brother. Fuck you! Say, yeah, fuck see, you. that was him yeah, yeah. when the guy said, look, I like the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, just, no. Fuck you! Now, <laughs> uh, you said, I love that we didn't, we didn't really address it. You mm. said that the, your family, mm. you take pride in the fact that they kind of sound like black people, right? Or talk. We, uh, yeah, we, we have a D.C. pride thing. Yeah. And, uh, D.C.'s Chocolate City, for people who don't know. Yeah, and so uh, my father and my uncle and my uh, aunts and uncles, uh, th- there's there's a certain blackness to our family in the way we articulate ourselves. I like that, man. Can you close your eyes for a second? Yeah. Okay, tell me if you hear your father, okay? <laughs> okay. Hey, Tom, I want you to call your mama and tell her thanks for, the, for Thanksgiving dinner. God, my, my, my father's dead, but I think he just came back to life. Holy shit. Wow. That was me. That was really, yeah. Do I sound like a black guy to you? 
No, but I think you should take me to a baseball game. <laughs> Tommy, let's play this with Rhodes, though, seriously. Okay. But you, you know what you got to do? You got to shout. You got to bring it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tom Rhodes, close your eyes. I do different black voices. And tell me if okay. you, what you hear, who you hear. Okay, okay, okay go ahead. Sup, man? Does that hmm. sound like a black eye to you? Um, somewhat. Yeah? Okay. Hey, Kay! Black guys just yell in the streets sometimes. <laughs> That's what that is to me, as a black dude yelling in the streets. I t- I've told yeah, story this before, the story before, but like, yes. I, one time I was hanging out in front of the comedy store here in L.A., uh-huh. and the car pulled up, and Big Daddy Kane, a <laughs> famous hip-hop artist, got out. So what I did was, I saw, when I saw him look the other way, I just, I, I, tur- I saw where he was, he turned away for a second, and I went, Sup, Kane? Like that. <laughs> And then I just saw him snap his head back, and he was like, and we just watched him. He was just looking for other, he's looking for the black person that he knew said that, but it was me. But then there yeah, was, tricked him. but there was also this time on Fairfax. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were in Fairfax, we were in the car, and um, I saw like a, a black dude walking down the street, and um, you know, like, just like he looked like uh, like a brother from the streets, you know what I mean? Like he just had his... Mm. Hat turned to the side and baggy shit on, and I was just like, "What's up, Kai?" And uh, and like it was like he knew there was like a special bond where he was just like, "Look, look here!" Right, right back to me, like he knew. He answered Tom's yeah. call to the yeah. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was so, really good. I'm trying to get some voiceover work. You know, <laughs> that's gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> you, do you think so? <laughs> Is that a good take? Hey, Culligan man! <laughs> hey, Culligan man! You just just try different. <laughs> Just try yelling out different products yeah. and stuff. <laughs> hey, FedEx! Is that FedEx? Yo, FedEx! <laughs> Overnight delivery, man! That could get that's me. That's really, really good. good. Yeah. Dollar dollar menu, y'all! <laughs> that's so good, you man. Can do this. Wow, I like it already. Dude. What about Ovaltine? Go take a shit, man! <laughs> Is that what that makes you do? I don't know what Ovaltine, Ovaltine does. Ovaltine's just chocolate milk for kids. Delicious shit! <laughs> That's good. Is that good? That was really That's good. That's my loud black voice. <laughs> hey, Culligan Man. I don't know why. Culligan Man. Yo, Culligan Man. Does that company even that's, exist that's anymore? The, is it? That's the best. That's a water company. It's a water, right? yeah. Culligan Water. <laughs> Gotta hydrate, man. <laughs> there you go. All right. That was really ridiculous. This was so much fun. Will you do this again? Yeah, I would love to do this you? as often as possible. You yeah. have come back. Yeah. world tours. And let's... Um, to uh, just to let to remind everybody, um, we like to you guys leave are, them on this. You guys are a stitch. It's fun, mm-hmm. man. And we love God. Good times, right? We yeah. like having fun. And you know what? We'll have next time. We'll have a fourth mic. Yes. And I'll force you to talk. We're forcing the. You are jumping in on the next. Can you room. say now, hello. Whenever I have an orgasm, I'm going to imagine it's clenched. <laughs> <laughs> let's find out. Uh, let's make sure. I mean, obviously, we'll put this up when the episode goes up, and there'll be links just for people to know. The website, is it TomRhodes.com? TomRhodes.net. Ah. TomRhodes.net. Someone's had a website for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, Twitter? (laughs) Underscore TomRhodes. At underscore TomRhodes. But Rhodes is spelled R-H-O-D-E-S. Like the Greek island. Word. There you go. Oh, Um, bless you. Someone just shit her pants. Oh, she shit herself. (laughs) Okay, I'm just kidding. Asha, say hi to people. It's Asha. Say hi, Ashna. Just say hi because. Hello. Yeah. Say hi, Ashna. Hi. It's Ashna. I'm sorry. Ashna. Ashna. I've been calling you Asha. Ashna. 
Oh, that is she's adorable. Tom's lovely. She Dutch never wife. wants to get in on the show business. Oh, I wish sure. we were. You know, we're right now, like I just imagined us, like that we were on vacation right now. Yeah, like we could do a couples trip, and like if we were, Holy. if we were in like Kauai right <laughs> now, so I'd be fun. like, all right, so let's just. I'm just gonna clean up, and you guys ready to go have dinner and drinks, and then we would go watch sunset or whatever, and just get hammered. It'd be fun. Get steaks or fish. Okay. Asha's got stories. She, know, she grew up in. Did you grow up in Amsterdam? I, no, no, Rotterdam. Rotterdam, but okay. in the Netherlands, yeah. So you got. I mean, you grew up like super liberal and hip and cool <laughs> yes. and stuff. Wow. Do you smoke weed? No. Because <laughs> no. can, we, can we just? Ask? She hates it. Uh uh-uh. uh. She. What? Uh-uh. Really? Dutch, most Dutch people, it's not like cool it. to smoke weed. Really? Because it's legal. Uh, they teach their children that if you... It, the common saying in, in Holland is that only teenagers and tourists smoke oh, right. weed. It's true. So if you're <laughs> over 30 and you're still smoking weed, you're kind of looked down upon right. in Dutch society. It's like being a New Yorker. Ah, the guy doesn't have his shit together. He's yeah. still smoking mm-hmm. weed right. after 30. So what you're saying... A I New think... Yorker that hangs out in Times Square, right? You're like, oh, you right, fucking yeah. right. Yeah. The impression that I got in Holland the second I've been there once before, but this time around, like hanging out with Rhodes and all the other people and kind of knowing the people, they are a bit more conservative than we think. They're the, very conservative, yeah. and it's a very Calvinistic Christian yes. society where they believe in partying, but after you've worked a sixteen-hour day, yes, okay, you all can't right. just party, yeah. and not yes. have earned it, right. You know they're they're very you know liberal. I'm sure but that's probably why it's they're such... open minded sexually in a lot of so ways. So how does yeah. that come into play though with the Calvinistic work ethic and the you know what I'm saying like how does that because we're very puritanical. The Americans have a work ethic, but there's no sense of well you can pay for sex as long as we profit off of it. It's awesome. Like there's there's not that logical step that the the Dutch have taken. Do you understand? Right. Well, like the, the, the 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 Dutch are uh, historically. Great business people. Is that what it is? They also, uh, it, you, it would be frowned upon if your Dutch colleague you knew went to prostitutes. It, oh, okay, but for tourists. So okay. they, un, they recognize it needs to exist, that mm-hmm. it's going to exist, and why not make money off of it in a right. business sense? So prostitution and drugs, uh, they, it, it's more a moneymaker for the people that visit there. And it's worked. Correct? Has it worked? Yeah. I, I mean, mean the, for society and for being profitable? Because I kind of wish America. Like, I saw a documentary. Right, and then they can regulate, like, uh, you yes. know, the, the prostitutes have to have, um, uh, I think it's every three months, like, AIDS tests and be yes. tested. So they, they can control diseases with legalizing drugs. They can, uh, th- they can contain it. They can, uh, you know, keep it in certain areas. And they know where things are happening mm-hmm. instead of it being at the schoolyard right. or yeah, well, yeah, yeah. in where the rich people live. Because right. I saw this um, documentary about heroin addicts and what the government was doing was giving free heroin out to those junkies. Like, So they, the junkies knew to show up at this time and place and that they would get free drugs and the drugs were clean. They didn't have to rob other people to get drug yeah. money. And it kind of worked. Well, it used to be like in the 80s, there was a 60 Minutes thing on Needle Park in Vondel Park. Mm-hmm. And older people will sometimes ask me, oh, there's a park there where everybody's lying around on heroin. No, <laughs> that was in the 80s. They cleaned it up. Yeah. And when I had the, the one of those five-minute films at Christmas time, 
we went, there's a food mobile truck that goes around and feeds homeless people. And then we stopped there on the outskirts of Amsterdam. There's a building. It looks like a old elementary school building or something where the drug addicts are, the heroin mm. addicts. And they can go there and shoot up all day long, like you're saying, Which with is free great. needles, do, clean drug. Go. There's an agency in Amsterdam where you can take them. Anyone can take your cocaine or heroin and take it to this government agency, and they'll take a little piece of it, and they'll test it and go, oh, that's very strong. That'll kill you. Or, oh, this is really? such and such. Wow. And then they will give you your drugs back. They're very much uh, wow. about... Uh, you know, safety. reasoning and safety. Yes. And, you know, we understand people are going to do things even though we might not like it, but we don't want you to die. Now, now, but how did they become such a, a reasonable, logic-based... That's a very logic-based way of running your society. Americans, we confuse Christianity with government. There's still a very heavy Christian-leaning... Now, how is it that the well, Americans have a hard so time understanding rational. that uh, there can be a code of morality outside of Christianity? Right, right. That someone could have a moral sense of what's right or wrong and not be a Christian. It, it right, could have right, zero right. ties to any type of or any type of religion, religion at all. Yeah. yeah, they could just be morally, you know, uh, decisive about hey, this is good, this is bad. I'm not affiliated with any group whatsoever. But I just am, and because that—that's actually looked at with suspicion in in America. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, right. wait, what are you trying? You're not Christian, and you're you're not religious, and you're trying to say what's good or bad. There's no value placed on that here. No, we because don't. we don't believe that you can have ethics and morals unless it's Outside tied to the New Testament, right, or the Old Testament. So, but but okay. So historically, the Dutch are descendants of what Vikings? Is that what we're looking at? Like uh, Saxons? The national anthem says, "I have German blood in me," and they're right next to so, Germany. Yeah, uh, I think they're. Uh, well, the Germans are very logical as well. I mean, but they hate rational. Germans, and they. They hate they when do. you compare them to Everybody Germans. Everybody hates the Germans. But uh, it's funny, the first line of their national anthem says, I have German blood in me. Hmm. And yet they hate the Germans. And she's looking at you like, fucking seriously? What say what is it the first line of the what say the national anthem? What's the is it the first or second line? <laughs> please. Please. What's Come the on, line Ashna, that please. I have German blood in me? Say it. In Dutch? Yeah. In Dutch, in Dutch. Do yeah, it. In Dutch. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um She's had a oh, say few. Can you see? <laughs> okay, now I have to talk at three glasses of wine. Okay, let me start it for you. The Garschlik, Lersen, Sagen, Sinzelgilden. Mercedes. Weizen, Deutschen Blut. Yeah. Moichen, Bleuchen, Dutz. Moichen, Dutz. Moichen, Deutschen Blut. BMWs are fast. Is that it? All right. This is crazy now. Um, but that is interesting. And I like that they're... But the Netherlands are generally uh, more rational. Like, for instance, I saw this thing about Norway that they they allow prisoners, like murderers, they just put them on this island. And these guys just hang out and they get to go home on the weekends. It is pretty... Wow. Yeah. Their prison... Si- <laughs> our wow. prison system, you watch the, you watch our shows. Yeah. The prison is the fucking... The, yeah. the deepest pit of hell in the United States. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that we don't actually believe in, like, you know, this is a, op- like, you did something bad, we're removing you from society. There's, there's going to be an, a, a real valiant attempt made at reforming you. 
here it's just like you are going to the shithole. And over there, like in Norway, like you're saying that Norway, it was like rehabilitation. It's rehabilitation. It's like Proper. think about what you did. Like let's right. Maybe you can go home you. if you're good on the weekends. Yeah. We'll let you walk around and look at nature and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Maybe you'll become a human after right. this. Experience. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you'll yeah. stop murdering people. Here it's like in America, it's like you go to prison, right. like you will want nothing more but to murder more after this experience. <laughs> 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 you haven't murdered yet. You will murder after this. Yeah, yeah. and learn cool crazy. techniques. Wow. wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and one more time, what is the name of the the new album and the new special and where they can find it? Colossus of Me is the new CD. Double get, CD. Double CD. You can get it on iTunes and Amazon. And my new special is uh, Light Sweet Crude, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, which and is you great. can also uh, download it from my website, tomroads.net and chill.com. And chill.com. Oh, chill. A little $5 download situation. Yeah. Right. All the hot little smart kids Can are doing. I, I, that's what I want to do next. I'm, I, you know, I think that's so brilliant. Did you have a good experience doing that? Just, How do you feel? just started out. I, I okay. didn't, I didn't realize I could sell it independently until oh. a few days ago. That's the way to go. So great. That's the way to go. Oh, great. Awesome. Good for you, Mr. Tom Rhodes. Awesome. Thank you for coming to love your mom's you house. Guys. We love please, you. Please, please come out next time. Seriously though, because we found that place, the dinner that we had the awesome dinner at. Yes, we should do. Podcast and then go have dinner. I'm in. That'd be awesome. I'm in. If you guys are good dinner, February. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're here. Come back, please. Tom Rose will be back. Everybody with Ashna. I'll try to get my wife to talk next time, and we'll leave you more um, wine. More wine. Talk about your butt flute, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting it. That's what we do at your mom's house. We'll leave you with. Oh, and, th- and thank you for all the recordings of my father. Oh, yes, of mm. course. Oh, my God. I've, it's so great to, to hear his voice again. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave you uh, with another sample of Tom's father and then um, a song to take you out. Thanks again for coming. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Don't forget to go to your mom's house podcast.com and check out all the new stuff in the store, the Real Mommy's Only shirt. The wipe down collection bundle, <laughs> so fun, and um, yeah, and and of course have a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas. And, and, and in the spirit of Hanukkah, can I just say that Bette Midler, if you're listening, I meant every word of it. <laughs> hey, he wants you. He wants you, everybody. <laughs> okay, got Bye, it. Bye, meows. Your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the brakes. Right.
Hey! 